0: Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC presents the Pismo Beach Today Show. It's happening in Pismo Beach. It's on Pismo Beach Today. Now, here's your host, Anita Schauer. Oh
1: my gosh, it's Sunday. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Pismo Beach Today Show. My name is Anita Schauer, and I am your desired radio personality. Today's guest is Jeff English. Formerly an employee of the City of Arroyo Grande as their department, as their director of public works. Most recently, the general manager of Central Coast Blue. Please stay with us. Let's talk briefly about the sponsors of the show. Robert Robert, who is Dr. Electric, because your electrical health is his main concern. Miss Etiquette teaching manners to children and very interested adults. Diamond Jewelry and Loan with Bobby's Spectacular location in Santa Maria, California. Inside the store, bicycles, musical instruments, jewelry, Apple AirPods, air compressors. My favorite thing. Xbox One games, sculptures, paintings. Miller at East Main is the address. Remember, they are closed Sunday and Monday, phone 805-314-2028, 314-2028, Jim Dritzes of Dritzes and Company for all of your accounting needs and tax and accounting questions, Bruce Van Vork of Finn Seafood Restaurant on the beach at the end of Grand Avenue, Grover Beach, and thank you to Bruce for always hosting. And always supporting the Five Cities Homeless Coalition's fundraisers. And Bruce will sponsor the golf tournament, which I believe will be in March. And I will keep you posted. Dr. Dan Kopp of the Cop Dental Group with Dr. Dan Kopp. Dr. Mike Roberts and Dr. Alina True. 805-543-5321. 543-5321. And I give Dr. Damn Cop my highest rating for 2024. 200 trillion. 2 billion. 555 million. Non-stop super gajillion. Thank you very much for my beautiful smile. Pismo Dice of Pat McCann. Wonderfully delicious Pismo Wines. Where are they? They're at California Fresh, of course. Costa de auto wine tasting spot in uh, Santa Maria and you may also get your Pismo products by calling Pismo Pat yeah and or you may go online to Pismo Pat 805 at 8 that's Pismo Pat 805 at aol.com yeah he's coming on the show too everybody likes to do this it's great Sierra Body Shop, Grover Beach on beautiful South 4th Street. Wonderful professionals inside the office and out in the bays. They'll give you a courtesy estimate on your vehicle's repair. And they have a little supercar that takes you to and fro, fro into the shop. Hello to Johnny and Butchie and Mike. Area code 805-481-3855 four eight one three eight five five and I can attest to their work on vehicles and trucks let's see we want to welcome Doug McMillan and his three fine restaurants Rose's restaurante Ada's fish house and Vista call this number for dining information hours parking whether or not they're closed whether or not they're open that's what you want And also about takeout, 805-773-0551, 805-773-0551. Roxy Buchanan of the Natural Toolbox at the Pismo outlets, open 10 a.m. daily, 172 local artisans have things in there you want to look at, buy, please. Yes, you heard me, go right in there. And we welcome of Chevron on 13th at West Grand Avenue, Grover Beach. The station is all you can imagine in service, beverages, food, a darling store full of sweatshirts and everything for the beach. And they have an automated car wash. You buy a little ticket right after you get your gas, go get your car clean. And Elizabeth had insurance services and her farmer's insurance office, West Grand Avenue, 9th Street, Grover Beach. For insurance questions and needs, and to find out the joy of owning an umbrella policy, and umbrella policy, please call Elizabeth Head eight zero five four eight one five three two four four eight one five three two four. And Brenda our wonderful human being, Cracker Jack Realtor, lover of the sea, she'll help you find that perfect piece of property. Office is located in the village of Royal Grande phone 805-801-6694 801-6694 and splash cafe remember to go online while you're waiting in line and have things delivered to your door that would be award-winning cakes and baked goods perhaps famous spices of course and find out how you can get clam chowder delivered to you thank you Grocery Outlet, Arroyo Grande, Haley and Michael Testa. Remember to visit and shop their grocery outlet first. They have best prices, best selections, surprise items. Did you know you can find a rake in there that you can purchase? Beautiful plants, wonderful wine selection brought to you by Jeff, who keeps everything in order with the wine department. And remember, the Testa's live right here in our fabulous area, and they are fabulous community supporters. Kevin 76 Station, Five Cities Drive, Pismo Beach, full service station for your vehicle. Mmm, wonderful people working there. So nice. Stop by and say hello and let them check your tires. You might be surprised. And if you need tires, yes, they can help you with that. Do this today. Kristen Becker, certified divorce coach. When a divorce is uh, luring... And you want to know how to get through that, find Kristen Becker, Certified Divorce Coach. She'll provide you with the guidance and compassion through this difficult time in your life and will help you clear the way for healing and financial independence for you and your children. Thank you. Activity Guide for Winter-Spring 2024 is out. Hit the mailboxes recently. Any questions at all? When things are going to happen, if they're going to happen. How do you apply for, what do you want to do? Membership? Ask them. How do you want to do pickleball? Where do you want to do pickleball? Art classes, theater classes, 773-7063. 773-7063. Colleen will help you. Pistol Beach City Council meetings are available on site in the council chambers. First and third Tuesdays of every month. That means this one is Tuesday, January 16th. Be there. Watch the city council. Jorge Garcia, city manager, and uh, the mayor, Mayor Waggy It's lots of fun. And while we're on that, we want to extend our congratulations to Matt Downey, who left the city of Pismo Beach and is now the city manager for the city of Arroyo Grande. <laughs> Fabulous news. Fabulous. Pismo Preserve is open, except when it rains. Hours are dawn to dusk. Questions? Land Conservancy knows everything. 544-9096. 544-9096. They have a terrific website, too. You might want to check it out. Airstreams are open on the Pismo Beach Pier. Remember, the Visitor Center is one of those airstreams. Go over there and talk to those people. And that particular Airstream is brought to you by the City of Pismo Beach. Thank you to the City of Pismo Beach for doing that. Two beach wheelchairs still available, still by contacting the Sandcastle Inn on the beach at Pismo Beach. 773-2422. 773-2422. Remember, free of charge, three hours. Do that. We always want to thank Lisa and all the volunteers who descend upon the pier plaza, the pier, and the beach. Every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. sharp, you may join them. They clean everything up. makes it beautiful. Remember, there's no smoking downtown Pismo Beach. No smoking at the outlets. That means there's no vaping either. And as Ben Fine, Director of Public Works says, if you have to smoke and you, and you sneak a smoke, please take your butts with you. Pistol Beach Chamber is getting ready for events during the first quarter of this year. Please check their website. Grover City Grange, next pancake breakfast. We'd like to tell you what they're doing over there. 8 a.m. on February the 4th until 11 a.m. Do that. Slow Symphony season will start again February the 3rd, 2024. You may get your tickets by going online to the PAC. Want to be there for that. And the Clark Center going strong. Do Project is coming on January 15th, 7 p.m. at the Clark Center. And here we go. We're going to find Jeff English. There he is. Hi there.
2: <laughs> Hi, Anita. Uh, thank you for the invitation on, to be on your show. I appreciate well, it.
1: You're very welcome. It's, it certainly is an important topic. It's on everybody's uh, lips these days, isn't it?
2: It is. It's an important topic, and there's a lot of conversation, uh, rightly so, being generated about the Central Coast Blue Project. And I appreciate the opportunity to come on and uh, talk a little bit about the project.
1: So first of all, I'd like to ask you, is the new name for this, because it's now going to be in Grover Beach, and it's also in Arroyo Grande somewhat. So I see Central Coast Blue Regional Recycling Water Authority.
2: So, I want to distinguish the Central Coast Blue Regional Recycled Water Authority is the independent uh, governmental entity that was created by the partnership between Arroyo Grande, Pismo Beach, and Grover Beach. It will be the governance structure for Central Coast Blue once it's constructed and running. So, and and I am the general manager for the Central Coast Blue Regional Recycled Water Authority and uh, we are participating with the three cities uh, in the development of this organization that will manage the facility once it's constructed.
1: And then you just made, you just said the magic word, it's a government facility, correct?
2: Uh, it is it, it's a special provision of state law that allows uh, partnerships uh, between uh, public entities to create a, a essentially another governmental body that manages uh, a community municipal facility a good example is the five cities fire authority that is a separate independent organization That is a partnership between Grover Beach and Arroyo Grande, and it's managed separately from the cities, but the cities are participants in the Five Cities Fire Authority. We're very similar, Uh, just include the city of Pismo Beach in the mix, and uh, each of the public agencies, uh, Grover Beach, Arroyo Grande and Pismo Beach, has a representative on the board of directors for the Regional Recycled Water Authority. And, and they provide guidance for the general manager and, and make policy decisions related to uh, the facility and the organization.
1: So they're going to make recommendations as to how the Central Coast Blue Project should go forward?
2: So that the way in which the project was designed uh, and the agreement, there was a what's called a joint powers authority agreement between uh, the three agencies. And uh, that uh, agreement essentially established the city of Pismo Beach as the lead agency for construction and design. So the city of Pismo Beach is actually managing and leading the design and has uh, complete oversight over uh, the design and construction. There is uh, a, a technical advisory committee uh, that provides uh, with a representative from each of the cities and that's the public works director uh, and they uh, assist the city of Pismo Beach in technical guidance. But in, in the final end, it is the city of Pismo Beach responsibility to construct and uh, to design and construct a facility.
1: That's because Pismo Beach has already done this, correct?
2: Uh, Pismo Beach had the resources to, uh, with their staff to uh, manage a large project like this. And it was the policymakers decisions at the time that uh, Pismo Beach had the resources and the ability to pull off uh, a project of this nature. And so that's the reason why uh, that governance structure was put in place.
1: Well, it's, it's very helpful to have these are already constructed, already designed. Correct. Okay. So where where is Arroyo Grande in this mix? We just hear that Arroyo Grande is part of it. The people have asked me, find out, have they made this big project in Arroyo Grande?
2: So this project is a regional project, and it will benefit the city of Arroyo Grande, and the city of Arroyo Grande is an active participant. Uh, the Joint Powers Authority called for another agreement, which is called the um, cost-sharing agreement. And that cost-sharing agreement, the three cities determined essentially how much water that they would need out of the project to meet their water demands in the future. <coughs> All three cities have a, a document called an urban water management plan. <laughs> uh, their water managers are responsible to make sure that they will have enough water in the future uh, to meet their water demands at their build-out. So that's
1: what the uh, urban water management plan is, correct? correct.
2: correct. And is it, a, is it a huge document? Uh, they are generally large documents and they uh, each of the three cities has one and they're available on their independent uh, websites. You can reach them. Usually they're in the Utilities Department uh, website section for the city's web page. And so folks can go read those. So all three cities determined that they needed additional water. Uh, And so Aurora Grande uh, uh, is participating at a 25% of the project level, Uh, the cost sharing agreement arranged for the city of Pismo Beach to have 39 percent of the share of the cost and 39 percent of the share of the water this that's produced from the project the city of grover beach uh agreed and needed uh 36 percent of the water produced to meet their build out demand and uh royal grande chose to participate at a level of 25 percent so all City of Arroyo Grande is an active participant in the project. The project will benefit them. Their wells are within uh, the area that will be uh, the water will be injected and then protecting the groundwater source. So they are an active and engaged participant in the project. So you said that Pismo Beach will pay thirty
1: nine percent of the cost, and how much of the water is going to be theirs?
2: 39 the, the amount of water all,
1: that's right across the board 39 39 correct and then grover's 36 cost 30 36% of the water correct and a royal grandy's 25% cost 25% of the
2: water correct so
1: grover grover beach has now been told it's going to cost us 100 million dollars to do this
2: uh that's that's not quite correct there okay, uh, there is there is a an estimate and the estimate is ninety three million dollars. So certainly a hundred million dollars is close to that. And uh, the, uh, the that is a projection uh, that includes a 20 percent uh, contingency. And so uh, that uh, wait,
1: explain that to the people who are listening. What's a 20 percent contingency?
2: So uh, oftentimes when you build a project, whether it's a a home or or a a business or a public facility, there are potential cost overruns during construction. Uh, And so you often will include or or builders of a project will include a a contingency amount, a percentage over the cost of the project. So the, the project was estimated to be $93 uh, 93 million dollars, including that 23% con- that 20% contingency, to cover any potential cost overruns in the future or okay. during construction.
1: Uh, next question from people who who are listening. Why is this being put in Grover Beach? Is it because we're closer to Pismo <clears throat> and Royal Grande is farther away? Pismo's almost on the water. Well, it's on the water. We're on the water. Is that why we? Des- is that why Central Coast Blue decided to put this project in Grover Beach off of South Fourth Street?
2: Uh, certainly, good, good question. Uh, the there was a, a a number of factors that went into the siting of the facility. Uh, the let me back up a little bit and just make sure your your uh, listeners know that this is a water reuse project. We're actually proposing to take uh, wastewater that is already treated uh, by the city of Pismo Beach uh, and uh, purify that water and inject it into the ground. It's a a groundwater stability project that will uh, also help prevent uh, seawater intrusion. So the facility uh, uh, was specifically cited to provide the maximum benefit for the project. There is a a line, an outfall that runs from Pismo Beach down to Oceano. Uh, the, The city of Pismo Beach and the South County Sanitation District share what's called an ocean outfall. The state permits treated water that meets a certain standard to be treated and discharged into the ocean. And so that's a water supply that is being wasted. Uh, that water supply runs right through Grover Beach, right along Highway 1 uh, into, Gro- into Oceano and then out in the ocean. So the facility was strategically placed in uh, Grover Beach for a number of reasons. One is it's just adjacent to that outfall line, so the, the costs will be limited on intercepting that water. Uh, and uh there was available uh, and uh m- more reasonably priced uh industrial land uh in uh the city of Grover Beach uh, and uh it was downhill from the treatment plant in Pismo Beach so that water gravity feeds down to uh Grover Beach already how so- does the
1: water know what it's supposed where it's supposed to go why How does it stop here and not go all the way down to Oceano?
2: Well, it will be interesting that pipe, there will be a turnout on that pipeline and that water that's currently being discharged to the ocean will be uh, put uh, through a new pipe and a valve uh, a couple blocks away from highway one where it's located uh, into that industrial area off of 4th Street.
1: So this $93 million estimated plus a 20% cost override that's going to be part of that.
2: Yes, yeah, built into that. Built but,
1: into that. Yeah. We're, go- we're going to pay, all this is going to go into this $93 million, the new pipes, everything.
2: So yes, that it includes uh, a facility, it's an advanced water purification facility. It's a state-of-the-art facility that's actually, Uh, We have a a depiction of it on the Central Coast Blue website. It's a very attractive building uh, where this advanced water purification uh, facility will be located inside a a building. Uh, And then it will also include piping that will take that uh, purified water and route it to three injection wells. And those injection wells will inject that purified water down into the ground into the groundwater uh, and will create essentially a plume of water that will uh, be right along the coast and it will protect uh, our groundwater basin from seawater intrusion. Now I think.
1: also excuse me is it going to move down to Arroyo Grande from Grover Beach?
2: So the city of Arroyo Grande has uh, production wells they uh, pull their water out of the same groundwater basin as Pismo Beach and Grover Beach. Those wells are all located in uh, the Grover Beach, Oceano area, uh, Those w- and, and on the west side of Rio Grande. It's all part of a groundwater basin that all uh, three, including uh, Oceano, four agencies, uh, retrieve their groundwater supplies from. This project will create a plume of water that will protect that groundwater uh, from seawater intrusion. The, the, the Santa Maria groundwater basin has several areas. One of them is the Northern Cities Management Area. It's been overpumped for many years. Uh, and uh, in fact, L- Lake Lopez was constructed Largely because of the amount of overpumping in that water basin. So, this will allow that area to be the amount of water that's put into the ground will be able to re, be retrieved from the groundwater basin. Plus, it will provide a buffer to help protect that groundwater area from seawater intrusion. This is a multi benefit project that will really have generational value and benefit.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Jeff English, the general manager for Central Coast Blue, which is really called, I have to get all these titles correct. Central Coast Blue Regional Recycling Recycled Water Authority. We always like to put authority on the end of these big projects. But that's all right there. So what people are really concerned about as you know is is the cost. So how do we break down the cost? We have uh, new piping, new wells, a new building. What else? Where do you come? How do you come up with ninety three million dollars? That is really the big concern. And now that we have a breakdown here of how much each city is going to pay for it, they, people still want to know how do you come up with ninety three million dollar project?
2: So the, the, the project does include all those components. Uh, part of it is the design costs. Uh, part of it will be the, actually the, the facility, the uh, advanced water purification facility. Uh, there will be uh, monitoring wells. We will have to monitor the groundwater to make sure that uh, uh, the water that is being pumped out and pumped in is managed correctly. Uh, there will be uh, injection wells, and and then the valving to uh, divert that water from the outfall, and then there will be some uh, untreated water that will be returned to that outfall line. Uh, Anita, it's, it's, it's not an inexpensive project, and I know there's been some challenges to that, and after our next round, I'd love to talk a little bit about uh a bit more about the cost of the park.
1: Yes, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Jeff English. We're gonna take a short break. This is the Pismo Beach Today Show, and we'll be right back with you. Thank you.
0: This is the Pismo Beach Today show on News Talk 920 and FM965 KVEC. Stay tuned for more with your host, Anita Shower, next. To the Pismo Beach Today Show on News Talk 920 and FM 965 KVEC. Here's your host, Anita Schauer.
1: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for staying with us. This is the Pismo Beach Today Show. And we have Jeff English with us, and Jeff is with Central Coast Blue Regional Recycled Water Authority, and we're discussing the uh, big water question here in Grover Beach. And also Royal Grandy and the fact that uh, Pismo Beach is part of it as well. We want to thank Dr. Electric, Miss Etiquette, Diamond Jewelry and Loan, Jim Dritzis, Bruce Van Vork, The Cop Dental Group, Pismo Dice with Pat McCann, Sierra Body Shop, Doug McMillan, The Natural Toolbox, Couch's Chevron, Elizabeth Head Insurance Services, Brenda Auer Real Estate, Splash Cafe. Kevin 76 station and Kristen Becker certified divorce coach. Thank you very much for sponsoring the show. So here we are in You know, money is always a big factor. That and the fact that everyone's worried in Grover about all the streets that have just been repaid and now they're all gonna to be torn up again. Is that true?
2: Uh, yeah, I would like to address that. And that's absolutely not true. And it's unfortunate okay. that that has been uh, one of the rallying cries against the project. Uh, In fact, the streets will be in better condition after the project than they are before the project. Uh, There were 5.7 miles of road that were studied uh, as part of the project for consideration of uh, running of the pipelines. However, only 1.1 mile of road in Grover Beach uh, will be subject to the installation of pipelines uh, associated with the project. And of those uh, 1.1 miles, only two blocks of 4th Street uh, will be uh, cut into to install pipelines uh, where it's already been paved. Uh, the city has uh, established their paving schedule so that right after Central Coast Blue comes through, uh, the roads that were uh, subject to uh, installation of pipelines will be repaved in fact rockaway it's on as and rockaway and and partly over uh fifth street those roads are in very poor condition uh, and they're they're slated to be paved uh, and but the they will be paved after the project is done so the road conditions after the project will be better than before the project so that's really been an unfortunate uh, uh incorrect uh accusation against the project and, and got quite a bit of attention, but it's absolutely not the truth and it's unfortunate that people really haven't been telling the truth about that
1: and the pipes are going below ground so people yes. think they're going to be above ground the way they are through price canyon
2: no they're 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 below ground and any I like to uh, Anytime there's an improvement to city infrastructure, look at Grand Avenue. Everybody is excited about having, uh, you know, the, the fiber cable run throughout town and businesses are gonna benefit from it. But look what it's doing to the road is there's an inconvenience to that. It will be uh, repaved after the ca- after the fact, and we will benefit from, or the citizens of Grover Beach will benefit from that fiber cable project. Same thing here. There will be a long-term benefit. It's unfortunate when a project uh, has to tear up a road, uh, but uh, those are minor inconveniences for a long-term benefit. And in this case, uh, like I said, uh, the uh, roads will be in much better position, condition after the project than before the project.
1: I, I know that will make people a little bit happier than they are right now. Someone wanted to know, is there any way that the city can sell some of this water to another city?
2: The, the water uh, that will be generated from the project will belong to each of the uh, participating agencies. And it will be up to them what they do with the water. Uh, and, and they have the ability to uh, make sales to other agencies, uh, where the convenience of that water is practical and, and possible. Uh, it, it that that water will belong to each of the agencies and it will be subject to their discretionary use.
1: Do the cities have to sign some kind of a contract since this is a governmental project? Is there some kind of a contract the cities have to sign in order for this project to begin?
2: So the, the contracts uh, have already been signed, uh, and that was the Joint Powers Authority creating the entity that will manage it. Uh, the cost-sharing agreement uh, essentially establishing the city of Pismo Beach as the lead and uh, allocating costs. Uh, there, will ne- there will be a contract between uh, the city of, of uh, Pismo Beach and the contractor who will build it. Uh, And uh, there will be contracts with the lending agencies that will lend money to the cities to help pay for the construction. I I do want to point out that uh, this project, uh, we talked a little bit about the cost. Uh, It will be covered 50% by grants. Uh, The cities have been very active in uh, securing grants. Uh, and uh, $40 million has been secured already in grants. So we are getting, uh, we, the the participating cities, are getting the benefit of a generational uh, project at 50% of the actual cost because it's been covered, a big part of it, 50% by federal and state grants. The remaining balance will be paid by uh the rate payers within each of the public agencies Uh, and that's that's a routine practice for any whether or not you're building a new water tank or you're building a new uh wastewater lift station the rate payers pay for those improvements and so that will be the case here but they're only paying for half of the cost of this project because of the grants that have been secured.
1: Did, does Pismo Beach, because they were first with this, have to go to the residents to absorb some of these costs? Is the Royal Granting going to do that? Will Grover Beach have to do that?
2: So all of the cities will be financing their portion uh, differently, but yes, the, they are all subject to the same laws uh, there, uh, there is a law, Proposition 218, which was uh, a voter initiative uh, prompted by, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, uh, the Howard Jarvis Group, uh, and approved by the voters. Uh, and it uh, ha- sets up a mechanism that must be followed by public agencies to establish their rates to cover the costs of their utilities. City of uh, Rio Grande uh, went through that process two years ago. City of Pismo Beach just recently went through that process, and that was approved by their council uh, through that 218 uh, protest process, as was the city of Grover Beach. So the financing uh, uh, rates are in place for each of the cities. (coughs) And so now it's a matter of moving forward with the design and construction.
1: This will take how long?
2: So what we anticipate going out to bid uh, to hire a contractor, or the city of Pismo Beach does, in late spring, uh, early summer, to award the project in mid-summer, and to start construction in the fall. Uh, the project will take approximately two years. We're anticipating that uh, it will be up and operational at the end of 2026 could go longer uh, and that it depends on you know, it, construction has its challenges uh, we, we would hope that the contractor would uh, stay on schedule and, and get it done quickly and that w- is the expectation and uh, however yes things can happen but we, we don't anticipate that.
1: Will the contractors who are associated with Pismo Beach's facility will they be applying for the Grover Beach project?
2: So it it will be bid and managed by the city of Pismo Beach and public works projects are open to uh, uh, bids by any eligible uh, qualified contractors. And so uh, we do anticipate that there will be some contractors in the area who will bid the project. uh, And uh, we're uh, excited about uh, uh, those folks submitting competitive bids.
1: Will any of those names be names that we're familiar with?
2: The the contractors. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with. Any, I'm not sure of any of the specific contractors who anticipate uh, bidding. I, I would uh, not want to conjecture uh, which contractors are going to bid and which are not. So,
1: is this an RFP that they have to fill out? That's quite extensive. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it's, it's similar to an RFP. It's actually a, a, a bid. It's an a, a extensive bid sheet with uh, a variety of, of line items. And they, the contractor has to bid specific amount for each line item and, and, and submit their bid with a base price. And then uh, generally the low bid is the bid that uh, a public agency is required to go with unless there's some other extenuating circumstance that would uh, not let them, not require them to go with that low bid.
1: And is there any kind of a permit process that goes into effect when this kind of a project is underway in a city?
2: Yes, uh, there's a variety of permits that are required. Uh, Any municipal agency has a permitting process uh, to uh, uh, require a, a builder or a developer uh, to go through, whether you're building a home, apartment building, a business, or, or a wastewater treatment facility. So there, there are building codes that need to be met, and uh, the city of Grover Beach will respond, be responsible to uh, approve, uh, review and approve the building permit for this facility. In this case, it requires also a uh, a state uh, um, coastal commission, uh, coastal development permit Uh, that has been applied for uh, and uh, that is in process. And then finally, the um, state water board will be uh, involved to provide permit requirements for uh, the water that is uh, produced and, and and also disposed or discharged from the facility so there are essentially three different entities that are involved in the permitting process and we're in in the process of permitting with all three
1: and is there any tasting that will be uh required to see if the water is any good or does that not
2: factor at all so this water it it, there's two different types of recycled water projects where uh, it will become drinking water one is indirect uh, and uh, that is indirect where we discharge it into the ground it will commingle with uh, groundwater uh, be pulled out of the water treated again and and then included with uh, the other water sources provided by those cities uh, there's direct potable which uh, meets requires a standard where that water can be treated and the state just approves standards so that direct potable uh, water reuse can be uh, discharged into a drinking water system. We're not doing that. Uh, there, won't be, uh, there won't be, there won't be, there aren't strict standards regarding the water that will be produced from this. and. and the water is goes through a pretty extensive treatment process that will be three steps. It will involve microfiltration uh, and uh, reverse osmosis and ultraviolet disinfection. So the water will be purified. In fact, usually when it's uh, done as a, a drinking water source, they actually have to put minerals back in because the water is essentially too clean. Uh, and so... The um, in this case, it will be there's no taste requirement that goes in, but there certainly is uh, standards that will need to be met high standards established by the State Department of Drinking Water, and they are also involved with this permitting this project.
1: Will we expect people from the state to come here and look at this project? and also the employees who are involved in this in Pisma beach, come over and look at Grover beach when this is all going on.
2: Yeah. Yes. Uh, The state, uh, is involved with permitting and and inspecting and approving, uh, facilities of this type. Uh, and, uh, we can anticipate visits from state employees and, uh, the, Actual employees who are going to be operating the facility has not yet been determined. We're looking at a few options uh, on how the facility will be operated and managed. Uh, and the the three options that we're looking at are um, hiring our own staff. This, uh, the South County Sanitation District uh, is one that m- folks may be familiar with. Yes. Uh, they actually have their own staff. They ha- drive around in south county sanitation trucks and they have a general manager and uh, the whole nine yards Uh, that is one model Uh, another model is to uh, hire a private contracting uh, firm that actually manages these advanced water purification facilities and there are a number of private contractors who do this (laughs) Uh, and then the third model would be to partner with uh, one of our Uh, local governmental entities that provides water and wastewater treatment already. The County of San Luis Obispo uh, may be a a potential operator. Uh, The South County Sanitation District, uh, which is in Oceano, uh, may uh, be, they are interested, They, they may be a potential operator. And the city of Pismo Beach is a potential operator. We are evaluating all of those. We're trying to determine what is the most economical uh, solution uh, for operating. We want to manage the costs of this facility. And uh, and also, what is the most effective for the facility? And and, uh, what is the best long-term arrangement for an operator? So that's, we're in the process of evaluating that now, and uh, that recommended model will go before the board uh, for a recommendation sometime later this year. Which board? The board of the uh, Regional Recycled Water Authority.
1: And who's on that board, are you allowed to say? sure sure
2: it is represented by uh, right currently the mayor of mm. each of the participating agencies that's mayor ed Waggy from uh, pismo beach uh mayor uh karen bright from the city of grover beach and uh mayor karen ray russum uh from the city of arroyo grande uh, mayor karen ray russum is serving as the board chair this year in 2024 uh, they each rotate uh, the chairpersonship of that of the authority. Uh, last year it was uh, Mayor Waggy, and this year it's Mayor Ray Russell.
1: In that this is not their, as they say, bailiwick. How are they brought up to speed on all of this? All this project qualifications. Are they given 45, a hundred pages to read every Friday? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah that the uh, fortunately there uh, there are engineers uh, and experts who ha- help manage these facilities and will run them. Uh, you know, they, they are policy makers uh, the, the board is and they will oversee policy and s- establish budgetary guidelines for the facility uh, and uh, be involved with higher level policy. Uh, I certainly that there is a, a need for uh, policymakers at all levels in, in every uh, governmental entity to have a little understanding of of what they oversee. Uh, but you wouldn't expect uh, your mayor of any city to know how the wastewater treatment plant is operated, or uh, you know the water treatment, uh, or whatever it might be, or how to operate a fire truck, for for that matter. So uh, they, they are policy makers uh, and uh, they are, uh, have been involved, all three have been involved with this project for quite some time. And we've had extensive uh, public workshops and, and uh, their extensive uh, reports. Uh, so that they're all quite familiar with the way the facility is being constructed and, and how it will operate.
1: And do you have a website where the listeners may uh, go and see this for their very own through their very own eyes? Are there diagrams available on this website?
2: Certainly. And I do encourage uh, your listeners to go to uh, centralcoastblue.com. Uh, there is a, an extensive library with if somebody really wants to get in the weeds, Anita, they can do yeah. so. There's uh, extensive reports, studies, uh, environmental uh, impact reports about the project. Uh, There's also diagrams of how the facility will work. Uh, And so that's a good source. Uh, I'm also available to come and make presentations to small groups, large groups. I I enjoy doing it. I have a a slide show that I I present uh, and uh, I'm available anytime uh, uh, to present to a group or an individual, or you can come uh, give me a call. My, My phone number's on that website. Uh, And uh, also uh, you can come uh, to the office here uh, and be happy to walk through the project. I I do want uh, uh, the residents of the three partners uh, agencies to understand the project and have all of their questions answered. Uh, I'm uh, an open book. This project, all the information about it is available to anybody at any time. Uh, And so I I, I think, Uh, It's incumbent on me to to, uh, uh, make sure that that information is getting out, but also want to give the opportunity or the option. If people want to come and uh, talk with me, they're more than welcome.
1: You are very good about that. I know you've made neighborhood uh, visits to neighborhood watches, and that's all greatly appreciated. The more we can understand what's going on, of course, the better it is. Sure. Now, is there a second alternative to this? other than doing the project this way, or is this the only way to go?
2: Well, there were several uh, options that were were studied, Anita. uh, And uh, those alternatives uh, were uh, were studied at length. And the uh, concept of this indirect potable reuse project uh, was... uh, Really, the, the best option, we, we looked at uh, conservation, uh, and that's been thrown out. Conservation is probably the least expensive option uh, for uh, water. However, the three cities already have low water use rates, and there's not a whole lot of meat on the bones of conservation in our area. So it's really not, it's not a, a viable option. Uh, Another option that was looked at is uh, state water. Uh, The state water system, uh, if you didn't buy into it uh, many years ago, you can't buy into it now. It's also not that reliable. In 2020 and 2021, the state uh, only delivered 5% of the allocation because there just wasn't any water in that system. It's not a very reliable source. And when you need it, it's not there. Uh, we also looked at the, the Lake Lopez raising the spillway, uh, and again, that's water, Would one, it's a very expensive uh, effort and uh, with a lot of environmental challenges, uh, and it uh, uh, would only produce water when the, when the lake is completely full, so uh, that was looked at. The desalinization was also looked at. Uh, and desalinization is an option. And in fact, all three cities are participating with a countywide effort to look at desal. It's incredibly expensive. We couldn't do it on our own. It, the the re- regulatory hurdles are massive. Uh, and uh, that is decades away. Central Coast Blue it really checks all the boxes. It improves our water supply reliability because it's it, it that water will run year-round and even during a drought it helps prevent seawater intrusion it creates a new uh water supply and it and it ha- gives us local control so i think there there's uh yes we looked at a variety of options a variety of alternatives this really is the best after many years of study uh, and uh other, other, there are other options. The other options just won't have the right reliability of this particular uh, technology.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Jeff English from Central Coast Blue Regional Recycled Water Authority. More people come into each town, each city here. And of course, uh, the demand is always for water. So 20 years ago, this was not even a thought of project, was it?
2: Uh, well, certainly there there has been additional growth. I think there's a couple of things that have happened, Anita one. One is that there there has been growth and there's still growth in the future where there will be an additional water demand. Uh, those properties that are not developed, those properties that are underdeveloped, uh, and so that the cities all uh, but uh, looked at their water supply and said we, we need a more secure, stable water supply moving forward. So uh, I think what's happened in 20 years is that the reliability of Lake Lopez. If you look at the trends, the trends show that uh, Lake Lopez uh, is just not a stable water source. In the last decade, there were two times at which we had to have mandatory water conservation in our communities because Lake Lopez entered uh, uh, below the low reservoir response plan where we were worried that it was going to go dry. It's interesting. Here we are in in a a period when there's a lot of water in the lake. But a year and a half ago, we were worried that Lake Lopez was going to go dry and we were worried, what the heck were we going to do? And so I think uh, we had a fortunate uh, rain event and uh, the lake filled up. Uh, you know, the reservoirs across the state filled up. Uh, however, uh, I think that gives us a good, now a good chance while we have a good supply to establish a, a, a backup resilient supply that when the next drought comes, that we'll be prepared for it. And we don't have to scramble uh, and uh, uh, worry about uh, the uh, potential for, uh, water what, what, what's the consequence of not having water uh, and so we want to put ourselves in the position where we don't have to be subject to mandatory conservation
1: and we now, want to thank dr <laughs> electric miss etiquette diamond jewelry and loan jim dritzes bruce van vork the cop dental group pismo dice sierra body shop doug mcmillan the natural toolbox Kouts chevron elizabeth head insurance services Brenda Auer Real Estate, Splash Cafe, Kevin 76 Station, and Kristen Becker for this show. Will we have to do this again?
2: This, this, there will it potentially be a second phase of this project if more water is needed. It's being constructed so that the water from the South County Sanitation District can be included at some future point. Uh, this will provide a, a, a good uh, resilient drop supply for generations.
1: And thank you, Jeff English, for being on the show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. And we will see all of you next week. Thank you and goodbye.
0: You've been listening to the Fismo Beach Today Show with Anita Shower on News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. For comments, questions, and to hear this broadcast in its entirety, find the podcast at 920kvec.com.